welcome to another episode of Dad's Rules with Kevin Belzer. This will be the 24th episode. We are quickly closing in on six months of doing this show. Every Wednesday, like a habit, it is dropped into your podcast platform of choice. Wherever you choose to listen, I am there. You're welcome, by the way. So today we're going to continue the MenaceCon recap. And today's episode will be MenaceCon recap episode number, drum roll, please, drum roll as I stall, six. This will be MenaceCon recap episode number six that we'll be going over. Today, we're going to try to get through a few speakers. We'll see how it plays out. If you haven't noticed, my voice is a little bit deeper today. I have that very white effect going on. In some ways, it's kind of awesome. And in other ways, well, it sucks because that means that I am sick. What stinks the most about being sick right now is I'm going through a challenge, the 75 hard challenge. The 75 hard challenge requires that I do two workouts a day, 45 minutes a piece, one being outside, one being inside. That is going to be the most challenging part of this over the next few days while I get over whatever illness this is. I think it's just the common cold. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But until then, I have the coolest voice for podcasts, for radio on the planet, and we're going to enjoy it. So today we are going to start off by going over our next speaker at the event, which was Jason Von Payne. He is a co-founder of Menace, the founder of State 48 Roofing, one of the best roofing companies in the state of Arizona. Their social game is just through the roof. They get a lot of attention and they keep attention on their business. He's also an eight-figure entrepreneur. So he took the stage and he definitely figured out how to get everybody's attention for the 30 minutes or so that he was up there. And he started off by saying, do something to get attention. And man, he did. He kept changing outfits, changing voices, changing, in essence, his personality when he was up there. And it got our attention and it kept our attention the whole time. It was one of those speakers to where when it was over, I checked my watch to see how much time has passed. It, it felt like just mere moments had passed, yet it was 30, 40 minutes later. And he's walking off stage. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you need to do. Something else that he brought up was sales sabotage. When you kill the potential for sales, so many ways that we kill sales by sabotaging them ourselves. One that immediately came to mind when he brought this up was how you do your whole presentation, your whole pitch deck to the potential client. And at the end, you don't ask for the sale. You're self-sabotaging the deal. Very important that when you're presenting to a client, you understand that the end result is not to just make a friend. That would be considered a bonus if they became your friend. Your job is to get them, to give them something that will help move them forward. And the way you do that is by pitching it properly and at the very end, converting it into a closed sale and a new client. Other ways that we self-sabotage we do 80% activities instead of 20% activities. So what do I mean? There are many tasks that need to be done in your business. However, are you the one that needs to be doing them? Or can you hire a virtual assistant, hire an assistant, hire a co-agent or just another employee to help take the burden off of your plate and put it onto theirs and make it their job? Because if you're looking to make strong six-figure, seven-figure income, you have to stop doing work that is 10, 15, 20, 
up to $40 an hour work and be handing that off to someone else so that you can focus on the higher generating, the higher per hour return activities. So let me give you an example. Say you're a real estate agent. Real estate agents like to get bogged down into doing busy work, meaning they'll manage the file from the point of, oh, okay, I signed this new listing. It needs a sign put in the yard. So I'm going to go on and I'm going to order that sign, make sure I've got a lockbox. Oh, I don't have a lockbox. Okay, I'm going to go down to the super office, pick up a lockbox, go install it myself. Yeah, I'll do all that. I'll also go get the flyers I'll design get those printed, run to the printer, grab those and go put them out at the client's house because I want to show that I give great customer service. Yeah, that's not that's not working smart. It's just working hard. That Those are tasks that need to be handed off. So if you have like an assistant, they can order the site, order the lockbox and have those installed. It doesn't mean that she's even going to do it. You're using another company that that's what they do themselves. That's their model of business, not yours and not even your assistance because you're also valuing her time. So see how this can work is that you're showing your employees, your assistants and all that, that yes, these are tasks that need to be done, but I'm not even asking you to do the end part of the task. I'm asking you to find someone that can do it for us, willing to pay for that, knowing that it's going to cost you 15, 20 bucks an hour is way better for you, for your assistant, because now your assistant can also focus on other things like moving docs around that you need to go to title companies and making sure that signings are set up and all that fun stuff that you do believe is her job that cannot be handed off to a third party. And you can go back to focusing on what you should be doing, which is prospecting, making follow-up calls, doing appointments, working out tough negotiations. Those are your tasks that will pay you at a high level. I tell my clients, I tell people that ask me what I bill at. I bill at $400 an hour, no less. So if that's the case, I have to look at everything I do and go, is this going to sabotage the end result of what I'm looking to accomplish in real estate world by doing this? And if the answer is even maybe, I'm passing it off. There are so many tasks that people will be shocked that I'm like, these are mine. There are people that can do this stuff better than me. And there are things that I have to go, yes, this is my job. This falls into one of the four things that I said as my job. It will not sabotage the end result of what I want to accomplish. Next, for anybody that knows Jason, he says this phrase quite often, be a sniper, quit with the shotgun approach. Many different ways you can take this, but we'll just stick to a few examples. So in my business of real estate, when agents want to post a video about what they do, they like to encapsulate everything they do rather than focusing on one thing. So they could be making this great video for a seller about one specific thing and then go off and, oh, well, by the way, I also help buyers and I help investors and I help this person and that person. And I also have this lender that can fix your credit. He has all these different cool options out there. And I have an inspector for when you buy the home as well as this and that. And if you need a handyman, blah, 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 blah. I have found that you really want to get yourself to be hyper-focused, to be sniper-focused and rather shotgun approach when you do like videos about your business. Give yourself 60-second time frame to do that video. And there's no way you can go off on a tangent because you're barely going to get into one thing. Treat like a commercial. So what I personally do is I'll take one topic. So right now I've been spending a lot of time talking about buy-downs. Buy-down is when a seller is selling a home and they'll give the buyer a concession, say $10,000 to buy down their loan rate. So I've been doing a lot of videos on this one topic. So that's all I talk about on the topic. I don't also go, oh, by the way, this home, they're open to seller carryback. 
or you can just offer less for the price or you know, just whatever, just golfing in a tangent with all these other things. Now, I, I literally have 60 seconds to talk about a complex thing and break it down to commercial where they get the important facts and that's it. Sniper, sniper with your approach with what you do with marketing. Same thing I do when I talk about my listing program, my splash program. When I talk about that marketing program, I don't do videos that say the million of different things it does. I take individual pieces out of that and I go, here's what we do in this situation, or here's how we do video marketing, or here's how we do print marketing. Here's how we get blue ocean attention on your home rather than red ocean, you know, with everybody else where they're all feeding off each other. We're showing how we're separating your home from their home. Be specific and clear in your messaging. That is a sniper approach and not a shotgun approach. Your job is not to appeal to everyone. It is to appeal to that person that you're trying to direct that message to. That's why so many commercials out there fail anymore because they're trying to be everything to everyone into the PC crowd and to everything else. And it's like, just stop already. Whatever happened to focus messaging? That's what you need to get back to. If you want to stand out in this crowded world, whatever field you're in, I'm going to guarantee you right now, it is crowded with competition. If you want to stand out above the competition, then you need to be sniper and not shotgun. Alrighty then, the next thing he brought up was laser focus on your target. You could very well keep tying this into the be a sniper, quit with the shotgun approach. However, when you're taking notes at one of these events, your mind is going to wander off when you take a little snippet like this and put it down. It could very well take you in a completely different direction that the speaker was not even talking about. When I see this, that is exactly what it did for me. Laser focus on your target. You are going to be dealing with, on a constant basis, people that are going to try to pull you off target. You need to be aware of that. As you're growing, as you're improving, understand that most people in this world are not, will not, never plan on it, and are just living to make it to 60, 62, 65, 67. I don't even know what retirement age is because I never plan on retiring. But that's their goal. Work the 40 hours, take the weekends off, and retire someday. That is the majority of people in the world. Just get over it and understand that right now. That said, a lot of the people trying to give you advice, trying to pull you away from the target that you are going after are not on a trajectory that you want to be on. They are not on your same path. That's why we talk about many times about how you need to take care of your inner circle and make sure that those are the people you're listening to. Where this can become an issue, though, is it social media and the people commenting on your on your stuff or DMing you, maybe saying, hey, why don't, why don't you take a break? Like, I'll give you an example. Right now, I'm going through a cold. I already know before I post later, because people are going to see it because I'm going to be live on Facebook or live on Instagram. They're going to see that I'm sick. Yet, day 33 of this challenge, I'm still out there doing it. That said, there will be people that will be reaching out to me saying, hey, you did 33 days. That's pretty darn, darn good. So why don't you take a break? Why don't you take it easy? We get it. You worked really hard, but you deserve a rest. I have already dealt with this in the 33 days prior. Around day 10-ish, I had a foot injury. It's really weird. It was like felt like my foot was bruised for a couple of days, but I powered through it. In fact, I actually walked more than I'd walked before. And I had people say, be careful, that could lead to permanent injury. 
two days later, three days later, it all cleared up on its own. I still don't know what it was. Not really concerned about it because I wasn't going to quit. Their path and my path didn't align. Understand that when people give you advice, you need to be analyzing that and going, is there advice in alignment with where I want to go? Are these people that I trust to lead me where I want to go? Personally, now this is just me, but I do not take advice from people that are not where I want to be, are not on a trajectory that I am on. I just don't see any value in it. If your goal is, like I talked about the 40 hours week, weekend offs, we are not going to see eye to eye on drive. It's just not possible. Next point, consistency and pressure. Whatever you're striving to get to, you need to be consistent in the actions you're taking to get to that goal. Also, you need to be putting pressure on yourself. Now, pressure can come in many different forms. One of them is pressure could be in the form of creating more work in a shorter amount of time. We've talked about it in prior episodes, a law called Parkinson's law. What Parkinson's law does is that it takes whatever your activity is and whatever amount of time you give to it, that's the amount of time that it'll take. Whatever you lot, you'll need, you'll need all of it. So let's look at it this way. You could give yourself something that should only take two hours. However, if you put on paper that I have the next eight hours to get this done, it'll take you all eight hours. You need to put pressure on yourself to get these tasks done faster so you can get to your goal, to your end objective in a quicker manner. You also, another thing is with pressure, you need to put goals down that challenge you. They can't be just easily obtainable. They need to be things that are going to, like we said, put pressure on you to figure out how to get it done, put yourself around the right people to help you get them done, work through the problem and get it, get it all taken care of. And on top of that, again, you have to have consistency around it. Keep in mind, we are not looking for a 100% improvement on whatever your goal is every day. If you can gain 1% improvement towards whatever your end target is every day, you're winning. I think that we all think that we need to see, okay, I just started and now it's done. All you really need is consistency and the pressure. You have both of those working together and you will get what you're looking for. You will get to your end goal. So don't beat yourself up if you started something yesterday and it's not done today. That's not how life works. If it was that easy, everybody would be successful. Next point, get attention and keep attention. He changed outfits continually, changed his voice continually. He had props up there with them. Yeah, he was doing everything he could to get attention. He was keeping our attention. Like I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, he talked for 30, 40 minutes, yet it felt like five because I was that into everything he was saying. In fact, I didn't take a lot of notes. Yes, we're over 14 minutes into this episode. He gave me enough material to go off on tangents. There's so much more I could have been taken down, but I was so enthralled watching his presentation and going, ah, these are things that I need to incorporate into my own business. To give you an example, get attention, keep attention. What I do is the Splash program. The Splash program uses a lot of things that traditional agents would be too scared, honestly, to even attempt. I make a fool of myself a lot of times and I have a blast doing it. I don't show myself shooting hoops in a client's backyard and making it. Whatever shot I took, that's what goes on film. If I can them all in the pool, it gets me more views, great. I walk, take a, take a hard right, like I did in one video where I'm just talking with my partner. I took a hard right, walked right into the pool, and that works for it to go viral, so be it. If I got to do videos where I'm getting attacked by sharks, don't care. It's all different. It all gets attention. After that, it's my job, though, to make sure that I'm keeping attention. So I have to make sure I'm putting out enough content to where the eyeballs stay focused on me. It can't just be a one and done video. 
that's where a lot of people in their marketing make a mistake is they go, well, it's almost like they treated like in high school when they were the star quarterback and everybody loved them. And they keep going back and telling that story over and over and over and over again. You can't live off past glory. You have to keep creating new content so that people keep you front of mind. So that's something I have to always be conscious of in my business is that I'm doing that over and over again. So yeah, that get attention and keep attention thing really means a lot to me. Don't think that I have had this figured out for years. I didn't because you know who called me to the carpet in January of this year about how my social media game sucked ass. It was Jason Von Payne. That is the man, the myth, the legend that said, dude, your social game sucks ass. And he was freaking right. You were lucky to see me post even every day. There'd be days I just flat out forget. Not forget, it just wasn't a priority. And like Jason says, if you don't make it a priority, it's not going to happen. And he was dead on. So I took it to heart and I stepped on my game. It got better. Still wasn't where it needed to be, but it was way better than what it was. Then on the Menace podcast, they did an episode where they called somebody to the carpet about their posting game. They've been doing it good for a while, but then they stopped. And he called the carpet and he goes, hey, how about if you post across platforms? So I mean, not just Facebook, you know, people always misunderstand this, think that you're posting all these on one social site. No, across platforms, total 15 times a day. So if you've got accounts across five socials, that would be three times on each. Get the math. That was a challenge to him. I heard it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this too. I know I wasn't personally called out, but I know that I need to improve this. So I did. I hit the 15 a day. And I was like, actually, I can do more. Like you take yesterday, for example, I think I posted 35, 40 times somewhere in there. I actually have to go back and count, but I know I'm 30. I started at the 15 level and then now I'm 25 to 40 times a day across platforms. I have a lot to say and I like to talk. This gives me an opportunity to be out there. The cool effects out of it, though, is, okay, I'll give you a story. I have a client that went out to California and they went into the backyard. The home is on the ocean, beautiful views, beautiful mid-century mansion on the beach. They go on the back and they aren't even focused on the beautiful views. They're not even focused on the house. They saw the pool. The first thing that came to mind was, I bet that Kevin would love to cannibal into that pool. I cannibal into every pool for my splash programs. It's just my thing. I do it in full dress clothes, cannibal in. And that was his first thought when he saw the pool. And I'm like, you know what? This is working. Hosting all these times freaking works. What did JVP tell us? What did Jason Von Payne say? He said, get attention and keep attention. The issue was, is that prior to him talking to me in January, I was already jumping into pools. I was already doing tons of crazy things, but I would post something about it and then never post again about it. Well, that's not keeping attention. That's getting it for a brief moment. That's it. No, that's not enough. You ever notice that when commercials run, they don't run that commercial just one time. That commercial, it cost them tens of thousands of dollars. They didn't run it just one time. They ran it over and over and over and over again. Understand your audience can always be shifting in the way algorithms work on the dis different social media platforms at the time of day that they look at your look at their feed. They may not see you. So you need to be posting them over and over again to expose it to more and more people. Terrence Bernard told a story about how when they were putting on MenaceCon, he had posted over a thousand times about the event. Right around the thousand mark, somebody that is in his friend circle reached out and goes, oh, you're throwing an event? I just found out. Thousand posts and he hadn't seen anything about it. 
that kind of drove home to me that, boy, I need to post more, not less, because there are gurus out there saying you are posting too much and they're just flat out wrong. That's not what JVP does. He runs a business, very successful, multi-million dollar business by posting a lot. The things that I have been able to do since posting just are mind blowing. I have been exposed to different people that are now noticing me. I've gotten interviews with people. I've gotten picked up new clients out of it. The exposure out of it has been otherworldly because think about it. If somebody else out there that has a social platform sees my post and then wants to interview me on their page, I'm now being exposed to people I would not have had the ability to be exposed to before. Brilliant. By getting attention and keeping attention, it opened doors for me. Last one, Nimble, put a bow on it. Be a doer, not a thinker. Act. Yeah, it's great to think about what you want to do. Problem is, most of us overthink what we're going to do, and we think it to death. How many great ideas are buried in a graveyard? Probably quite a few, because we just keep analyzing and analyzing. You're better off just starting the whole thing, making corrections as the process goes along, because guess what? You're not going to have all the answers before you start it anyway. So just launch off that initial idea and let all the planning catch up to you on it. No, it's counterintuitive to what society teaches you, but you need to be moving fast. You need to be moving quick. You need to be a doer and not a thinker. Give you some examples here. When I initially started this podcast, well, let's go back a little ways. When I initially had the idea for the podcast, what ended up being my podcast, what the initial thought of were two different things. And even once I started the podcast, the initial concept of how it would work to now, here we are, 20 some episodes into it, doing one a week, that format hasn't changed, but it is probably going to change here in the future where I'm going to do bonus episodes throughout the week as well and like thicken it out. But who knows? It may not. I am open to keeping it fluid. The initial concept of the show and what I do now, to me, seems very different. You may not notice it if you're listening week by week, but from my perspective and even looking at how I used to do notes and how I do notes now, <laughs> let's take this for example. I used to map out every single episode like, hi, my name is Kevin Belzer. You're listening to Dad's Rules. And then here's the next line and the next line. The initial episodes when I sound like a robot, robot, excuse me. That's why I sound like a robot because of that. I also used to over edit them as well. So that was a problem. The format, the style of my talk, everything is more loose than it was then. You look at today, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 lines. It's actually only eight sentences, eight sentences of thought that I want to discuss today. That was it. Before, when I initially started this, that would have been five plus pages of notes that I'd have to be going over just for that one episode. I could look at the 10 lines, develop thought around the 10 lines. I had to script it all out. Jump in, just be a doer, stop overthinking things, it'll be a hell of a lot easier. All right. Another idea I could give you another story would probably be my books. From the time I started writing the books to the finished product were two different things. However, for years, the idea sat in my head about how I wanted to write the Dad's Rules book. Now it's really hilarious. I can pound one out in 12 weeks if I want to. I have it written up that this is how you map it all out and do it. And as I'm working on the next one in it, because number two is at the printer, and we're dealing with actually uh, not dealing with the printer side so much, dealing with cover stuff. 
as we're dealing with that, it's funny, I'm, I'm thinking of how I want to do the third one. And I'm like, why don't I actually just speak the whole chapters and have somebody type it all out and then clean it up from there? Because then it'll be even faster. So you keep thinking of ways to change it. Because now that I've done it once, I'm like, well, I don't have to stick by that plan anymore. I can just do this, not overanalyze it, see if I like this. And if I don't, that's fine. Why not? This big point that he's trying to be, bring, be bringing across with the be a doer and not a thinker is be okay failing as you're going through it and learning as you're going through it instead of trying to make it perfect from the word go. Like with my podcast example and the book example, it's not going to end up the same anyway. So why are you overanalyzing it? Just go do it. You need to post more on social to get more attention on yourself. Just go do it. If that post doesn't do anything, who cares? Quit overthinking it. Just go post something different. Go post at a different time. Just try something different, but don't sit on the sideline and try to do the perfect post and the perfect camera light and everything else. If you guys would pay attention to the stuff I record, my live last night on Instagram is pitch dark out when I'm talking with a fad mic, all right? I don't go for perfection anymore. I go for volume. We will leave it again with only one person covered, but there was a lot, a lot of meat in that 10 lines that I took of notes from Jason Von Payne. JBP, I salute you. You really brought down the house with your talk. Got a lot of nuggets I could pass on to my audience and I really appreciate it. If you guys liked, loved, hated, despised the show, that's great. But please still subscribe, share, like it, review it. This is how I grow the show. As I've said before, share it with your enemies. How the hell do you expect them to improve if you hide this great show from them? It is truly impossible. So until next time, go out and be the kick-ass adult I know you all can be.